Welcome to NFP, the Non-Fungible Podcast, with your host, D. Klein. Hey, this is NFP, the Non-Fungible Podcast, with me, D. Klein. Today's episode is brought to you by the Koi Network. Koi makes minting NFTs super easy and inexpensive. Just drag and drop your file using their NFT wallet, Finny, and Koi takes care of the rest. Minting costs as little as one cent, so you can create as many NFTs as you want. And when they're viewed by other people, you even earn Koi tokens that you can use to fund your next series. Check it out at koii.network. Right. Threesomes joining me on NFP. I'm so glad you could join me. Thanks for being here. No, pleasure. Just uh, it can be a fun one, I think. For sure. Now I have hit the record button. I'm sure of that. You know, so yeah, that's well, that puts you in the, the top tier of cash that I've done so far. So <laughs> you were telling me right before the show that you went, what was it? 77 minutes in a recording or in a podcast, not realizing something you like that. Yeah, it was it was certainly we gotten past the the early years of threesome's childhood you know we got past that first hour so okay okay we okay picked up where we left off <laughs> and then we were talking about how you know on a podcast you know one of the first things they'll ask you is so what were you doing before nfts and it reminds me of were you in um shoot was it in miami or was it in la nft miami or nftla where there was a film crew going around and everybody they were asking, they were like, so tell us about your first NFT. And literally, they asked everybody that same exact question. Were you around for that? Well, I was there, but I was, uh, you know, I'm such an unknown that nobody asked me. At one point, I was, they asked me to hold somebody's drink while they asked them a question. <laughs> ouch. Ouch. So, um, yeah, I, w I don't know if I'd put you in the unknown category at this point. Yeah, it's we're kind of kind of losing that that buffer that we've got. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but no, we, we we went a solid year with nobody knowing we were doing what we were doing. So. Oh really? Is that right? Well, we tried to. I mean, I I, I tried to stay under the radar as much as possible for a while, as we were sort of building the foundation of the project. Um, so yeah, we didn't do much. Uh, well, zero self promotion. Um, I did a couple pods, but they were sort of people in the grotto already they're in my collector base so it sort yeah. of made sense that that we would talk about it but um but no for the most part i i was not yelling like look at me look at me until we got things really worked through wow interesting yeah and now when you talk of... about the grotto you know people might not know what that is but that's like your discord little community right yeah that's 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 uh the collector community that's that's mm -hmm. sort of the the, the central hub to, to the whole project. It's where, you know, we just hang out and and uh, play in my little universe and yep. let things uh, grow out of there. So yeah, it started just as the the quintessential NFT artist Discord that I knew I needed to have. Um, and you know, I I I based it on like a '70s cocktail lounge. That was the feel that I went for. Uh, so the name of the grotto is just like the name of the lounge where everybody. Uh, hangs out uh, and it sort of grew from that into to now you know that's just what the the community calls themselves and when we get together in real life it's real life grotto and and the whole thing so yeah well and it, my impression is that that's been a huge part of it for you is kind of connecting with people through that um you know the tool discord right and that being such an effective tool for you 
Yeah, no, I mean, I, I didn't know what Discord was before, before NFTs, like like so many of us, right? I'm not a, I'm not really a gamer, um, and so I just knew that I had to have it on my little checklist of how to become an NFT artist, right. um, and but I I'd been in a few of them, enough of them to 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 know that I wanted to be someplace that I wanted to hang out. Mm-hmm. Right? And, um, and that was the idea. So I just wanted to make sure it, it had a feel and, and sort of an atmosphere to it that others, that the collectors would want to be a part of it and would want to hang there. And so that was as much a part of the early stages was building that out. Um, you know, now, now I guess the, the word would be community, but really I was going for more of like culture than community. Right. Right. Like, um, like genuinely a, a, a feel. And so that was the early stages. And then I ended up after a couple months shutting it down to the, to the, to the public. So we went okay. after about two months of, of an open discord, uh, we did what, like almost eight months closed. So mm. there was a wait list. You had to add an essay portion on your wait list, uh, that you have to write and convince me why you were grotto material. Um, wow. and we really locked it out that way. And, and, and famously had a couple chances where we even paired it further. <laughs> so we went from like 600 when I locked it down to about 200 when we opened the doors again. Um, really, you know, concentrating, letting it sort of uh, condense into something really strong. But then those uh, are real we, people who are actually a part of your project, who are actually interested in being there and aren't just, not just, you know, people trying to hop in there and yeah and that's and that's what we were that's really what i was focusing on on pr- protecting against were the transient collectors who just come in and i you know i had such um market growth like explosive returns that it was it was targeted somewhat with people coming in trying to game the system take advantage and make their money and go and so i really you know screwed that down and wouldn't let that happen um and so that was that was the main focus around that, as well as figuring out, you know, it's a very complex project, which we'll get into, I'm sure. But but mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that that you were willing to put in the time and effort and energies uh, and dedication to the, me and the project. Right. So, right. Yeah. Um, so that was that was the, the focus. And it, it's become as much a part of the project in, in an art sense, uh, the conceptual and the performance aspect of it. Um, as any of it so yeah let's talk about your art i mean your art primarily using gouache on baseball cards yeah Um, that's yeah threesomes is is uh every one of them that we've minted is is uh you know an actual physical painting right so the only digital uh, manipulation of it is the photograph on my iphone that i then okay okay so uh, what I'm curious about, because I know there's ways that can be redeemed or whatever, like how many of these cards do you have in your possession as of now that have not been redeemed by people or that have not been collected? Oh, well, but so, so far we actually haven't opened up redemption on the oh, okay, okay. aspect. Right. Okay. Um, so that, and that's a, that's a segment of the project is the threesies, which are yep. the collectible side of it. But, um, but I have, I've, I've actually only sold one physical in the whole my entire career and i did that very early on via discord via the grotto one of the early members bought it i had a number of people say they wanted to buy them and they never paid including fuck render who i never let him forget (laughs) it 
he wanted to buy his. Uh, and he's, we settled on a price and then he didn't pay. And then months, months later, he came up and he's like, Hey, we're still good. I'm like, Oh no, no, we don't do that anymore. So, uh, but yeah, only one, yeah. only one was paid for and, and left my, my possession, but I'm very strict on the physicals. Interesting. So you've, but you mean you physically painted these all and you've photographed them and then minted them. So you right. must have these then. These oh yeah. No, I, I had, before I started minting. I came into the to the project with a about 150 paintings completed. Okay. okay. Um, and and at this point, I'm probably about 400, maybe 425 mm -hmm. completed paintings. I haven't done an inventory in a little while, but um, but yeah, I I I, I paint every day. Um, it's a it's a rarity that I that I'm not working on some painting every day, and, right. and they, they they take like a quick one would be like eight hours. Maybe I think I maybe have banged one out in like six, but but for the most part they're they're like fourteen to twenty hours a, a painting. Okay, so because when I'm looking at like some of your work, you've talked about how you might even modify those works depending upon people burning things or, or right. can you talk about that mechanism and how that works? Cause that seems to me just on a logistic level, that must be an insane amount of work. Well, it, it is. And, and so, so that's the threesies project. Okay. Yes. So I, I've got two personas. I've got, I'm threesomes and then threesies yes. is, is, is uh, just evolved out of this uh, being this other persona. And um, so what I, what I did with threesies um, at the, when I started the, to, to mint and, and release the Threesies project, I had about 260 mints out there, okay? Mm -hmm. And I took the, the characteristics, the, the traits, if you want to call it, of those 260, okay? So my, now my paintings, for those that, that don't know, I, I, I paint on these baseball cards, and they tend to be, they're, for the most part, it's, it's part of a narrative of a... Of a parallel universe baseball league where the teams are are they're baseball teams but they're com composed of like a variety ex-husbands or exactly yeah one, one team the exes is in, somebody's <laughs> it's every it's one person's entire run of ex-boyfriends and husbands right. right so everybody that plays on that team is one person's ex right and to me that was just where the hell did I, you I, get I that, idea that concept from? so much yeah. So, and then the, 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 the rather than being a, a pitcher or a catcher or first baseman, their position is the reason they're an X. Right. Right. Lives in an RV. Yeah. Left to focus on podcasts. Right. Um, so, so they, great. they, I love it. So that team will play the Roman Catholic Cardinale. Right. Okay. Or they'll play the NFT artists, the NFTs. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so they're, they're all these teams. At this point, we've, I've released eight of, the, eight of the teams. There are 24 in the league. Eight of them have been minted mm -hmm. to some extent. They're not completed, but, you know. So I take all of those players and their attributes, as well as some of the um, sort of the, 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 the side pieces, the, 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 we call them inserts. You've got base and insert. But this, the stuff that doesn't necessarily follow the team dynamic, but might okay. just be part of another narrative. So I took all of those 260 and I whittled them down to a hundred and I think it was 139 traits initially. Okay. 
So the but these are like manually be... painted traits. This is not like some well, kind of programmatic thing, right? Right, right. So I t what I yeah. did is I took my my basically my catalog, my portfolio yeah. of of all these paintings that I had minted so far, mm -hmm. and then I labeled and, and and decided what traits they had. So the the Roman Catholic Cardinali, for example, would have a cape. A meter or a beretta, which are two types of you know Catholic hats, uh, uh, a, a, a necklace with the cross. Okay, a large um, swath of land. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, little boys trailing behind. Um, <laughs> and and so so you would take these traits, and I would I, I made a master list of traits that were okay. recognizable out of my my stuff, and then what we did is the it's a threesies are a play on the collectible, on the the layered Photoshop layer, multi-trait collectible with scarcity and rarity and what have you. Okay. Rather than, than do just 139 layers, which, you know, puzzle piece in to make your board ape or your mad rabbit or whatever you've got. Right. Um, what I did is, is we took the transactional, Hey, we made them generative, truly generative. Mm -hmm. I, I left it up to the chain to decide. Uh, and we took, the, the the transactional hash from the purchase they they were they were purchased blind so I did I, the first drop was a hundred of them my collectors bought them blind uh, pre reveal as you would say right and and with that hash we we my my dev and I um, the crypto cactoid it's my dev he's amazing and a longtime collector most of most of my team if we call it that came from being collectors initially okay right. Mm -hmm. um, but we, we came up with an algorithm that that basically makes it, it ensures a randomness to the transactional hash and the distribution of traits. So we assigned in pairs the the traits. So he did his side, I did mine as far as constructing the list, blind. We didn't see any any of that. And then I gave him my data and he gave me his and, and, and ran it through. And in doing so, I was then told which traits and they range from five traits to i think 13 uh by the which traits to paint on the same card so what i did is i took the same exact card that i had originally became threesies now threesies is just my pfp it's just mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's just a painting that i loved and used as my pfp before i was even threesomes okay i just like right. the painting but the, my collectors for months and months and months thought it was me that somehow mm. because I'm goofy as to begin with that they they figured that I had painted myself as a self-portrait and then I don't know why I'm the only person that they just assume I'm my PFP nobody assumes anytime I see your PFP you know what I think of bubbles from trailer park boys see I, I I've heard that see I never saw that but I get that sometimes I've never okay, seen the, the okay show. okay but, oh but yeah, really no, I've heard that oh you've got to. Uh, and and so so what the thing is I just like the way I did the hair I mean to be honest yes. I just really like the technique on the hair so that's why I used it I'm like that's a good thing. okay well it became like synonymous with me and so right. that guy who they didn't even know at the time that I was getting started they didn't know that he played for a team that hadn't even been released yet right okay like that was that was a painting from a team that I was prepping to eventually become a part of the project and so I took a hundred of that particular card that I painted that original painting on. The funny thing is that painting looks nothing like the guy underneath. Right. Sometimes I'll reference the actual card that I'm working with. Sometimes it's just the, the conduit. That one happens to 
the painting of, of Threesies looks nothing like the 1978 Topps Mike Ivy underneath. But I had to come up with 119. Right. I had to come up with 11978 Topps Mike Ivies. And then I was told by this transactional hash slash algorithm that we came up with what traits to paint. Okay. Right. So it becomes a truly generative, truly random collectible. But the thing is, because each one's hand painted, the traits, like, I'm told the trait. I know they're holding one cat. Okay. Right. But you're going to hold the cat differently based on how you're dressed or other things that are happening. And so it allows me to then place it according to the, the, the scenario. Right. right. You're not bound by, like, for example, I've done a generative collection of zombies and I need to make sure that all of my layers line up perfectly. Right. That they line for up. Right. If I add more attributes, it's got to line up. Right. Whereas you're exactly. free to just do whatever you want with it. It's like, okay, there's got to be a cat in here. Yeah, exactly. Which so, adds so the ability it, to be humorous with it. Right. Well, there's a lot of that. I mean, there's a lot of, a, a lot of irony and satire that I, I play with and, sure. and, and a lot of inside jokes to the grotto, you know, sure. um, and a lot of just my insights, the guys still don't know why I think that's funny, right. I mean, that's just, it's just me. It's just very much my project. But, but what it did is, is, is I, I, I put them all out there. I do the, the hundred and then I say, okay, each of the traits. So we, we do it classic collectible style. You can go on to OpenSea and look at the rarity and the, and the whole thing, right. It's got percentages to, to the project, mm-hmm. but now you can take that connect your wallet to 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 redeem specific traits okay because okay. so much of this project that I've, I've done is it's it's built around you know the the buzzword is utility right originally i called it functionality before utility i mean i i went it took me about two weeks to to, to say all three some have future functionality all three some have future utility it just naturally too long happened. of a word too long of a word yeah, sorry exactly gotta switch to utility <laughs> And <laughs> believe me, you'd fit right in the ground. Uh, and, and so the idea is I've always, as I build out the, the, the main project, the threesomes project, mm-hmm. I, you, you need to use older pieces to obtain the new ones. Okay. That's, that's the, the one sentence explanation. Okay. Right. But so does it that involve matter. burning a token or? It could revolve burning or redemption or simply collection. You know, there's a holder okay. aspect to it. Um, mm-hmm. But but very often, I love to burn. I love to burn. I I, I really like to push people into burning the very last. Yeah, Interesting. Copy. I mean, that's like, that's my goal, right? Um, and so... So in that burn aspect, which now, you know, I, I dropped the, the first ones of the, the, the first week of January uh, for three Z. So we had a solid seven months into the ecosystem and people knew we're using things and you want to get things to use them later on. And you don't know what, right? You don't know how they'll come into play, but they will come into play. In cooperation with the Coin Network, I am presenting Atomic Zombies by D. Klein. You can find these at atomiczombies.io. We've got 10,000 zombies that will eventually be available, each with their own set of random generative characteristics. You can watch your zombies' characteristics unlock, emerge, and evolve as they receive more attention online, powered by the Coin Network and proof of real traffic. 
Check it out at atomiczombies.io. And so the, my collectors were very comfortable with that idea that they're going to burn, but they didn't realize that I was going to make them burn specific traits away. So mm -hmm. if you have a painting that has a cardinali hat and a subs ball gag and a naked pregnant dad belly, okay, holding a I baseball I saw hat. one like that just a minute ago. Yeah. yeah. So if you have that, you can then redeem when I call for them. I, I might call, for example, right now, we're, we're literally just about to, to do our first call, and that's going to be cardinali traits, okay? So the meter, the cape, the, the cross. You can, you can burn to help you defrock the original series of cardinali, which is to find out why they're no longer in the Catholic Church. Interesting. Okay, which creates a new painting. Now, when so, but you then you're that, going back and manually repainting those. Exactly. So, so when you do that, when you when you connect your wallet, it takes it out, gives you a placeholder, okay, and then I take out my tiny paintbrush and some water, okay, because it's gouache, it's water based, and I can literally right. just erase it, right, okay, and then I can work back through it. Now, as you do that, of course, it may change. For example, if he's wearing a cardinali cape and you remove the cape. Now his arms will change position. He's not going to, his shoulders may change, whatever. The cat that he's holding, okay, he now, now may cradle it rather than holding it out away from his cape to not get her on it or whatever, right? But, it, but I then can alter that whole thing. So you get two choices with reasons. You can alter specific trait for its specific utility, which is a one-time use, okay? Or you can decide during this initial window before we complete the series you can decide to burn the entire thing to receive the physical and again i don't i don't let physicals out anymore uh -huh. one got away from me and i will get it back but um but but the idea being you can you can burn away the nft to take possession of the full physical so you could theoretically alter it and then burn it. So you could mm -hmm. customize it if you have a thing against Cardinali. Okay. <laughs> then you could wipe out the any any trace of Cardinali and then and then mint it. Or, or rather mint the new one and then and burn that for the for the physical. Okay, so I'm just thinking of this from the artist side now. Okay. Because okay. I'm thinking that's a lot, a lot of work on your side. Like how are you managing I, that all time wise? I didn't sleep from May of last year to January of this year, and the only That's reason that I did healthy. sleep finally, I in, do not no, and, and th that goes, I, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I, I pretty much ran like a 20 to 22 hour day all last year, and the reason wow. being because I was also building up Discord, and to me, I literally slept with my laptop next to my pillow to hear the Discord sound because if somebody new came in, I wanted to welcome them. Because I thought it was, I, I felt it was important that the artists yeah. were there to say, mm -hmm. hey, you're in my world now. And so I did. I personally welcomed every single person that came into the grotto for months, right? Um, and, and, and kept the grotto really rocking while painting all this stuff, while minting the stuff I already had painted, while building out the narrative, while becoming threesomes in a public sense you know making appearances and 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 running our in real life stuff um, yep. but all of that i i just didn't sleep and i ended up but getting COVID in three, january that's that's not sustainable it's not no it wasn't it was not sustainable and and uh 
nature took its course and wiped me the fuck out. I, I got bet. such a bad COVID. It, it knocked me out for a, like, it took me two months to get any sort of productivity back. Okay. And the grotto stepped in and was like, okay, threes, you gotta, you gotta take care of yourself. We don't, and they joke, they joke that I'm not famous enough to die yet. Um, and, and they need, they're like, it, there's always like this running tally of how much time I have left before they're willing to let me die. And so they, they, they told me to dial it back and, and they could wait for delivery of threes. They could wait for the delivery of the new seasons and, and the whole bit. So, so I've been in the last four or five months sort of finding a little bit of a balance. Yep. Um, but it's hard because I, I have a lot going on in the project that's still, that we're still sort of re releasing and unleashing on the world. Totally. Yeah. I mean, the whole space is like that where you're just pulled in a million different directions. Right. But also because I get the impression you just have a lot of ideas flying around and you just want to execute those ideas. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the problem. I, I yeah. can't, I can't stop. I mean, first of all, I've been working on this project for 35 plus years now. Okay. Um, I didn't start painting until four years ago. I never okay. picked up a brush. I have no training. I have no art school background. Really? Um, oh, okay, cool. And, uh, yeah, I, I, the opposite. I mean, I was like so straight-laced all-America kid in, in rebellion to my parents who were my father was an artist and my mother was a was a you know political you're like the monty python sketch where the guy wants to be the the construction worker and the dad's an right artist. yeah exactly right, that's yeah. i i decided that i would be <laughs> mr straight laced all-american right. kid okay. okay um but then that that sort of changed I, I you know i i i wanted to pursue some creative stuff i tended to be creative but in business Okay. okay. That was like my outlet. Eventually, I went from being a ball player to a businessman, and 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 so I I, I created companies, I created markets and, and and things that were very fulfilling, on some mm -hmm. levels, but what I actually liked about it was the creativity. It wasn't right. It wasn't the money or the business or anything like that. It was, and so, it became this natural progression as I started to get older, of wanting to, to move into that in in a sense. But I just did mm -hmm. it for myself initially. But the project, the 35 years worth, is because this, the, the, the conception of the, of the league of this parallel universe started as a kid. Um, and I, I really built out a lot of what still is to come, but, but certainly where we are now. I laid the groundwork starting at nine years old and sort of just had this shit running around in my head forever and ever. And NFTs allowed it to, to be shared with the world. I mean, honestly. I mean, Isn't that crazy? Ridiculous, but... Yeah, That's no, so it, wild, it, it though, truly is. Right? Yeah. I mean, even even as I as I was painting a lot and 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 considering a move into being a, a painter full time, mm -hmm. there was something that was missing in that idea that I I would I, I thought to myself, okay, let's say I finish three hundred of these things and I get a gallery show and people buy them and they walk away with one or two or three of them because they're small and yep. they take them home and That's then the it's it. fucking over. Yeah. It's over. They they only work when you see all of them together, or when you can understand that this is a representation of a much larger project. And then, son of a bitch, if NFTs didn't make that, I mean, look, digital trading cards have existed long before NFTs. Um, 
the, you know, their apps and things like that, whether it was sure. a baseball card or a Pokemon type thing, right? There, where people were playing with digital versions. That existed, but that's run on major server backend. And you're talking, you know, had I decided to, to digitize and create what I do now on a daily basis without the blockchain, it would have been a very expensive undertaking for me. Sure. And not You'd something have I wanted to have so some massive company operating it. Right. Yeah. And I didn't, I, I had companies in the past. I didn't, I, in my mid forties now, I don't want to start another company like that. Right. No. Turns out I started a cult instead, but, but, <laughs> but honestly, I, the, the, the blockchain gives me so much of the back end that mm. allows this thing to happen. And so now, you know, talking about the burning aspect. Now I can I can release ninety thousand editions or something, okay, to collectors in like twenty seven countries, okay, to my core collectors of two hundred and fifty, but 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 my peripheral collectors of you know six hundred, and then we can put them into thousands of wallets that then become almost like this treasure chase to go find that the collectors have to go get them. We are, I, I did this in, in, in February. I airdropped 90,000 with, with the Valentines. Yeah. 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 That was on Tezos, correct? That was on Tezos. Yeah. Most of my transactional stuff I do on Tezos. Right. That, that just because gas the fees are negligible, right? Yeah. I, I couldn't, yeah. you know, just what, what are we to Saturday? Two days ago, the end of, of our season nine, okay, mm -hmm. my collectors burned nearly 12,000 tokens. Wow. In one, in, in, in one day. Okay, just to participate <laughs> in this in the newest drop, they burn through twelve thousand tokens. It's That's the, the, those numbers you right there. You just couldn't pull it off on Ethereum. No way you could pull it off. Um, yeah, and I mean honestly, it, it, it Tezos lends itself to that. There are a couple others, but the others tend to be a little spammy. At least you do have an art community on the back end because. Yes, I, I have all this utility, all this gamification, and all these you know buzzwords around the NFT side of it. But at the end of the day, it, I'm a painter, and it's an art project. Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. And so Tezos is the right fit for that. Even though I don't consider myself a Tezos artist, because I do all my own drops and handle all my own distribution, I don't have a platform. But but it's a gasless world is is what's necessary for sure to make this work. Yeah. And so then your work on Nifty Gateway, tell me about what distinguishes that then. So Nifty, what, what we did for Nifty, I, I did the Nifty drop on my one year anniversary mm -hmm. of my first Tezos Mint, okay, uh, which I thought was fitting. I thought, it, and, and it was it was really for my for my collectors, for the grotto, it was a celebration of them. And it, mm -hmm. was, it was saying like, you know, we went from, you know, I say it jokingly, but I had 12 Twitter followers. But I started it. Okay. <laughs> I had 12 Twitter followers and about a week before. Very loyal. About a week. Very dedicated 12 followers. No, no, no. Those were women I'd slept with and one person who's my collector now. Okay. Um, but, but to take them from, from people just leaping in. I mean, I sold out the first piece in you know, matter of minutes and, uh -huh. and never look back. I mean, that's it, the project was built to either we we're going to get it or we're not going to get it. And we got it. And, and, but to, to have those collectors not only collect, but put in the time and the energy that they do for this very complex project, I wanted to, to have that moment 
of sort of mainstream acceptance. Mm-hmm. And even though it's things are a little different in Nifty Gateway land now than they used to be, it still is this this recognition, like this moment of of validation. Right. For sure. And so to me, it, it was important that we do that, that we did it. They approached me in January about the drop. Uh, and I specifically asked for it on the, the anniversary date. Okay. Um, which worked out perfectly because it also, um, I decided I was going to do another round of threesies. Okay. So the second hundred of threesies were dropped on Nifty Gateway. Mm-hmm. And then, so I did two, two sides of that drop. I did threesies. And then I also did uh, a pack, uh, P-A-C-K, okay, right. of, um, of, of nine uh, Nifty Gateway All-Stars. And so what I did is I, I, I painted sort of some of the, the top artists that had been showcased in Nifty in the past year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly those that I, I know in some form. Um, some of them had made appearances on my first series on on hen way back in the in you know way back a year ago back in um, the hicket nunk days yeah exactly exactly and so it was it was i i want i always wanted to do the pack that that pack drop um because of the idea of it feeling like a known pack of baseball cards right yeah um and then i also we just we just finished it up last week but i did a chase where if you got all nine of them then you get the 10th and and that's i wanted mm. to to give some exposure there and and then more importantly we're we have cross chain on it so possession of it on nifty entitles you to utility on the test side and that's oh, what nice. we've done with all my eth pieces as well so we because i track everything and and who has what at all times um it's actually easy to to we used to joke that it was dumb contract right but you know just because it's just, just you a... lurking around digging exactly finding it's just me con- conceiving contriving all this stuff yes. and keeping yeah, you know yeah, yeah. back of envelopes <laughs> um I, I know who's got your stuff so yeah i i acknowledge that so yes you can enter this draw you know it's sort of that's how it started now now we're at a point where we're starting to to have a little more web3 interaction which is a you know we're 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 entering into a new phase um right you know, as we, we built out what we call the foundation era. Okay. And now we're in the franchise era. That's a, a lot more. Now complex. let's talk about this franchise era, this new phase. So at this point, we've got the eight teams. We just finished dropping the elephant men, which is the eighth, eighth series. Right. right? Um, and for me, like I said, we, we know, I've been telling everybody that we're going 24 teams deep. Okay. So I, okay. I will, we're going to mint out 24 distinct baseball teams to have you conceptualized those other teams yet or is that still in the work yeah no i i have the majority of them um Mm -hmm. a lot of them i've been working on i do give myself that you know i'm open to to deciding i'll do something new but for the most part we're we're right on track you know i've got some open slots but Mm -hmm. but no we're the the project's really i built it to the end um okay so we have these eight teams um and the, when we say a team, it's it's a series of you know twelve to to eighteen players and cards that the, the the paintings run over different years. So you could have a a nineteen sixty four Cardinale or a nineteen seventy nine Cardinale or nineteen eighty six Cardinale. You could have theoretically the same player appear on multiple seasons. So Dot Pigeon right. has six. 
that that pigeon right, has appeared right. six times, right? Okay. Um, although I, I saw him the other day and, and he, I, I announced that the last one that I did for Nifty was the last dot pigeon I'm minting. And I saw DP at, at the Nifty party and he said that it, it was very sad that it was coming to an end. He's like, are you oh. sure? I'm going to miss it. I'm like, oh, well, you know, we'll see what happens. But it's, I've announced that it's done. Um, Maybe there's some but kind the, of resurrection, like a Game of Thrones well, yeah, thing. Yeah, Phoenix the always rises. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You never know. But but the um, the idea is we have all of these teams, mm-hmm. and for the art piece to really take off, okay, because it's a mix of, of the painting. It's a mix of, of – I do consider myself an NFT artist in the sense of utilizing blockchain and utility sure. and, and all of that as a part of the piece, right? But – it's also very much a conceptual piece or performance piece, right? Uh-huh. And to me, that really only takes effect when the collector becomes an integral part of the art piece. Just like when we're doing threesies and and you're, you know, the collector's de- determining what happens with the piece, right? That's uh-huh. that's one element of it. But for me, all along, that the the concept was creating these teams and then handing them off to the collector community uh-huh. to take possession of the team, not just as collecting the art, but what I did in April is I put the first eight franchises, one being unknown that we did, they didn't know they were getting the elephant men. They, they bid blind. Right. But I put eight, eight, eight teams up for sale, uh-huh. the existing seven plus the new one and, and collectors, they only one collector bought one outright. Okay. The price was 50,000. Fiat, fifty thousand USD uh, per franchise, and one one person bought a team outright. That's eccentric billionaire Ashy Wicker, uh, who is a he's one of my top collectors. He's a madman. Um, but other than Ashy, groups came together, and so I did a month of of interviews. I, I took I took meetings, and and all told, twenty seven people set up times to talk about taking some sort of ownership. Some of them came to me in groups. Some of them were individuals saying, I want a piece. And um, over a month, I, I weeded it out. And so 18 of the 27 were, were allowed to purchase teams uh, in some percentage. I, it grew to about 21 by the end of it all. Um, and, and so they, they own these franchises. Now, what that means is they, they don't own any of the art. The art's all mine. But they own right. conceptually the team name. Okay. And they own it now. And so, you know, the Cardinale, he could become the General Motors Cardinale. And there's nothing I can do about it. He could get corporate sponsorship. Uh, Ashy Wicker owns the Cardinale. But he, he could he could get sponsorship. He could slap, you know, Cardinale on a pair of panties and, and sure. sell it. You know, so whatever. Many, so they, many it's theirs to do whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they Better all have like their Better than like a Subway own... franchise or something. You've got a lot more options. Oh yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I mean, they could do anything. They, they, and and, <laughs> and and so this is this is a number. The first part of it is they they take control of the franchise. Mm-hmm. But the second part, then, okay, um, and that's that's entirely theirs. All any merch they sell, any 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 profit that they bring in is theirs. Okay, okay. Um, entirely. But the second element of it is we then took the grotto, the collector community. This is about the time we were starting to open the doors, right? But we took existing mm-hmm. Grotto members and um, initially shuffled them around and had a draft, an expansion draft, and a free agency period 
where these team owners now, okay, signed players in the grotto, collectors in the grotto to become Cardinali, to become cat moms, to become NFTs, okay? Um, high profile. So does wallet. this also involve repainting on your part now that they're on these different teams? No, no, that, that wouldn't alter those particular okay, anything okay. in the past, right? No, 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 okay. they didn't draft players. They drafted actual collectors to become players. Oh, okay, in their I understand. All right. Okay. Yeah. So they took they took the existing grotto collectors and those who had been knocking down the door to come in, right? And basically built a, a, a fully functioning professional sports league. Okay. Wherein and I say professional in that they get paid. So I created a, a utility token, the three penny, which uh, every franchise receives an allotment of those when they pay their franchise fee, and then they use those to pay salaries to these players and the free agents that they're trying to attract going forward. So every season, the players in the, who collect me are being paid in three penny, which they can then swap for, to, there's a liquidity pool and the whole thing. I mean, it's a viable utility token. You want to swap? But they also penny. use it, right. They can also use it for my art. I have three penny only drops and, oh, okay. and there's, a, there's an entire ecosystem there. And so, so I've taken the, the concept of the franchise I sold that concept to collectors, investors, speculators, whatever you want to call them, okay, who then built an organization, put together their own team of, they've got front office, they've got, they, they by, by league rules, they have to have a general manager and social media director, but they also have director of merchandising or director of sponsorship or whatever, right? They run with it, they create their own logos, their own feel, the Cardinale are probably the best i mean there are some good franchises as far as the way they're running but the cardinali have the broadest narrative in social media that is just okay. it's a it's a really fun follow is the 333 cardinali um they 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 when we have appearances whether it's in real life or just in daily grotto because we we do a lot of live discord you know i, I do a daily show basically um but they there and they, they speak uh, you know, in sort of thy, you know, like Vatican type, ball. you know, yeah, exactly. vibe to um, it. And 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 they they just are really into it. They they're, they're committed to their their role play. Okay, um, the it's subs like an as NFT well. LARP kind of thing. Oh, yeah, no, there's it's 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 entirely this LARP around yeah this thing that I came up with when I was nine years old. That is wild. So I'm curious though, like when you talk about these franchises, like there must be some kind of like game element, competitive element to this is like a fantasy league type idea. Like how does it work? No. So, so the, the competition and we, we just finished the regular season for season nine on Thursday, the competition is who's the best at collecting me. I mean, that's in, in a nutshell it. So every day, I, so we just did, I did 10 drops for uh -huh. season nine, which was the elephant. Man. Okay. Um, each day, so my drops, just so you understand, I I haven't dropped on a platform or just to the public since June 26th of last year. Okay. Okay. Everything is what now we call whitelist, right? But essentially, you've got to earn your slots mm -hmm. through utility, predominantly, right? Through holding or burning or redeeming. Okay. Um, and so the slots are finite. Every I, at this point, every 
piece that I sell is only it's it's one tez of transactional fee, just to mm -hmm. recoup some of my overhead. But it's basically free. And one tez right now is a dollar thirty. Yeah. Right. So, so but the only way you get them is through this utility. There is a small element of of random public drop, but it's all done live in the grotto. We have a two hour show during drop days, and we. We spin I, this series. It was 13 different wheels were spun to 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 divvy out the 133 mints of every edition. So whichever team collects the most each day wins that game. And then, okay. as there are chases that you, if you collect one through five, you get six. So whichever team got the most sixes gets you know a, a challenge. And seven to eleven gets you 12. One to 12 gets you 13. To get 14. You've got to commit an atrocity against your collection of some sort. I will call in your favorite card ever. And you're gonna to have to burn it or whatever. It's it's gonna to be tough to get 14. And then whoever gets one to 14 gets, that's the championship. Whichever team obtains the most of the 15 card wins the 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 championship. If you win the championship, you win enough three pennies to pay for your whole season, um, and you get a, a painting just it's a painting that's minted only for players on your team. Oh, wow. So it's very, okay. very low edition. So that's sort of the, the ring that they're all chasing. Huh, so, wild. So that's the, the element of, of competition is just who's the best at collecting. So each one of these teams has a very distinct approach and strategy to how they do it. Some, some buy a lot of cards that they want to burn to get more slots on the wheel. Others want to, you know, have collectors they, they've drafted and signed collectors that have all this holder utility because they have these great wallets from the past that give them okay. added chances at the wheel and so it's all very strategic in how you do that and then some teams just like in real baseball are shitty teams and so they just sell their shit to other better teams right so you got a <laughs> team that has no chance of winning and they're like oh we'll just liquidate just it and make all sorts of themselves out to everybody yeah exactly so so that plays out but but the dynamic of these, it's my creation. And now I just hand it over and then they take on this, this whole new life and it's just run. And so, um, you know, they're actively recruiting new players to come into the league. You've got to come into the grotto. You have to do pay to declare yourself a free agent. Okay. When that, that payment is in three penny, but that gets split in revenue sharing to all the teams, but it's basically mm -hmm. a commitment to the project. It's the same way that right. if you were to go buy, any collectible and pay, you know, 0.1 ETH or something for it. That's what it costs to start being in that project. Same thing. So here you declare yourself as a free agent and now teams can bid for you, bring you onto their team. You can play as a free agent, which means you can do whatever you want with your pieces. Um, but all of that happens in the realm of the grotto 24 seven. You know, one, one of the teams is owned by an, an Indonesian conglomerate and it's, I, I have, one of my biggest chunks of collectors comes from Indonesia. We call it an Indo Grotto. It's been that way since about July of last year. 70 or so collectors in Indonesia are really, really into my stuff. And there's no baseball down there. And it all stems from one person finding me on Twitter, getting into it, bringing friends who brought friends who brought friends. And now mm -hmm. they own a franchise. They own the X's. And, and there, the, the main owner uh, owns a textile business. And they're... Okay. They're getting ready to launch an entire clothing line about the X's. Wow. And that's good. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's to, to, to think about that, that I, I 
conceive of these goofy baseball teams with everybody's ex playing. And now in the country of Indonesia, there are going to be people walking around wearing, you know, X's t-shirts and caps and That's whatever. That's pretty it's, awesome. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about that whole kind of theme of Americana and kind of a, almost like an artificial nostalgia, you know, that people like harken back to something that, you know, did it ever really exist? You know? Yeah, no, that's, um, that's very well put. You, uh, you did some reading. Um, that's, that's, that's the piece. I mean, look, if we're honest, nobody's really collecting baseball cards. Nobody's really obsessively into baseball cards, unless it's a speculative play at this point. Right. Mm -hmm. You don't, it's, it's sort of, an anomaly to 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 see someone who is like obsessed with collecting every card and simply for the the passion of the game right mm -hmm. um and it's really been that way even in my lifetime it really wasn't what we'd always been told that it was movies in particular um conjured this like cinematic trope about kids in a treehouse flipping their baseball cards around in idyllic post-war America. Right. And that was, that was like, if you wanted to, to sell Americana to the global, you know, commercial market, you were going to say it was a kid on a bicycle in an idyllic suburban town with, you know, baseball cards in his spokes. Yep. That wasn't real. That was all just like this contrived approach. What I noticed as as I've gone through, I, I spent a decent amount of my adult life living in other countries was this conception externally to the U S of um, American nostalgia. Right. And for me, I felt the exact same thing was happening here that even here we had this, this idea of looking back at a past that didn't really exist the same way we were seen externally for this American notion that really didn't exist. And so for me, as I've gotten old enough to take my, my goofy baseball dream as a nine-year-old and, and put it into an art project, I really am trying to speak to this, this construction of an American ideal that doesn't and probably never has existed. And so even the teams themselves are references to things which we somehow accept at face value as as an actual element of, of society or culture that really wasn't there. Mm. But we've convinced ourselves that a venerated, you know, Roman Catholic cardinal should be on a baseball card. Okay. As though there's some pillar of the community. And yet we know we know, we know that that's mm -hmm. that's probably not how it should be, right? Uh -huh. Um, to, you know, so I play with, with that. And then I, I try to play with the, the media that conveys that idea to the rest of the world. The fact that the Indo Grotto exists and that they're into it, they're into, cause the, the, the first collector, Tukan Nifties, who, who found me and, and sort of brought me to Indonesia is because he's like, I always wanted to play with baseball cards. I don't know anything about it, but cinematically it made sense to him. And so I make a lot of movie references. I've got an entire team, the monsters, which are just movie monsters. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but I, 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 
I like to, to, to cite or reference these specific cinematic tropes or cinematic moments even. I've got one, one painting of Carbone frozen in the meat truck from Goodfellas, mm-hmm. okay? Um, which, which was a, a utility element that meant, meant to freeze, to hold, to vault, right? To like, so it's like, are you gonna burn with red or are you gonna vault with blue? And that was the, the, the mechanic, but I wanted to convey it in something. And to me, the idea of a frozen solid guy on the hook in the meat truck from Scorsese, it, 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 it rang true. And so there's a lot of, of what I try to capture that, like you just said, that sort of forced nostalgia, the created nostalgia through the very mechanics or, or mechanisms that, that are out there culturally that make that happen. And so it's, it's just crazy that I have I mean, almost 50% of my collectors are outside the U.S. Hmm. And most of them are not even, you'd think, oh, well, Central America does have pretty robust baseball culture, you know, right. islands, Caribbean. No, none of that. It's, these are people collecting where there is no baseball. Okay. And they're into it. And they're, and they, they're, a lot of people do come to me and say, I don't know anything about baseball. I don't think I can collect this. And, and trying to explain that this is the most baseball project while not being at all about baseball. And you don't need to understand anything about baseball. It's, just, <laughs> that's this weird thing. That's just, that's me is, that represents me. I'm, I'm the most baseball and I don't, I'm not baseball. Right. So. Well, it's that lateral thinking that makes you creative, right? Whereas a lot of people are just thinking in straight lines. I, yeah, I think. I mean, I was a I was a nutcase child, like 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 out there. Like I, now, we would probably say on the spectrum. You know, I think I was beyond the spectrum. I was over the spectrum. Um, but I, I had this weird. I grew up in isolation, like literally in the mountains no civilization around me whatsoever i had to ride my horse to a neighbor's like neighboring property if i needed help during the day in the summer you know um and no electricity or running water until i was nine you know we had like this weird solar get up like like, off the grid before the words off the grid existed right right but it meant that i lived entirely through books and in my own mind Mm -hmm. okay and so even that, where I created this baseball league, which I played out. I mean, I had like a, I had a whole process for playing out the imaginary teams. Now those teams were not X's and Cardinale. Okay, for me it was like that idea that if the Tigers were actually Tigers, if the Giants were actually gigantic right. beings, right? Like, but I but I played it and I kept box scores and stats and. I did all of, I, I built it all out. I flushed all out because all I had that, that weird kid approach somehow now in my forties, I tapped back into, and it was like, it was there the whole time. Hmm. And, but it, I think it and, also allows you to kind of see through like propaganda, you know, because well, yeah, you can I mean, see it I, from a distance in a sense. I think so. I think it, it, I certainly have a, 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 a different perspective on a lot of that. You know, mm-hmm. and also the I mean, the fact I was raised by a radical. I mean, my mother was a '60s wanted poster radical. You know. Okay. Um, and so I, I already was my weird little kid with no other little kids around. Conversations were already cutting through the bullshit. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, 
I mean, I blame all of this on that weird childhood that I had. I, you know, like I said, I rebelled against it for a very long time. I went down a very different path. But, right. Yeah. But now that I've, I've, I'm back in it and I've sort of tapped right into it, it does. It gives me a, a it gives me the perspective necessary to pull off this project and to make sense of it all in a, in a way that I'm able to share it, which mm. is the hard part, I think. You're like um, um, Bullshit Man. You ever watch Ricky Gervais? Uh, I've seen Ricky, Ricky Gervais, but I have not seen Bullshit <laughs> Well, his friend Carl Pilkington, he says to him, if you could be any kind of super, have any kind of superpower, what would it be? You know, and, you know, you'd think like flight, invisibility, whatever. He's like, no. I just want to be able to call out people on bullshit. So if someone's, you know, spewing some BS, I would swoop into the room and just be like, that's bullshit and just take yeah. off. That's, that's, that's yeah. his superpower that he wants. I mean, there, there's a lot of that to me, but thank God I'm, I'm old enough to have some tech because right. younger me, younger me would have just, oh God, I never got laid when I was younger because I was constantly calling bullshit. Right. No. I, I've learned that there's a little bit of tech you can you can let a well, little the humor, bit of it the slide humor, and you know? gradually expose it and gradually change it without just going you're fucked. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it's great. Really good. Very interesting. Um, do you want to drop any more information about this upcoming work you're doing? You know, to kind of wrap things up, like you're you're well you're right going now. Pretty good I, detail I, about it, but what's we just right finished um, NFT NYC, which we did a real life grotto. So we had. God, I think it was 21 people came in It's in oh, some nice. element in, into New York. We do this pretty often now where the grotto travels and we, we do something together. But we just did that. And then I dropped the, the, the end of the season here. But I'm about to go into two weeks of, of desert isolation. I'm going down to the, the desert southwest um, oh, wow. to finish painting the, this new set of threesies. Uh, mm-hmm. So once I do that, now given where we are in the market, and given what's happening, um, and I'm—I mean, look—I I will say just for those who don't know it, right? At the same time that the my portfolio and everything crypto is down as much as it is, my project is up, you know, four and a half x mm-hmm. at the same in this in those same two months, right? Um, I've I've built out a project that is is meant to to ride through anything like this it's it really moves sort of contrary to markets very often during hype sessions you know hype, hype sessions in, in the market we, we sort of dialed it back a bit to not get caught in those moments right mm-hmm. but what, what we're doing is we're going into to run here that is basically i'm not going to ask for any money from anybody for I, I, for as long as it takes i want to protect the project and protect the collectors um and not put any anything on them. So any entry into what we're doing is going to be through secondary to to start achieving the the uh, the utility and mechanics and things like that. That because the drops are going to keep coming. I I can't right. I can't wait out a two year bear um, to keep this twenty fourteen thing going. Of course, because otherwise I'll I'll be ninety when we finish it, right? <laughs> but um, but any anybody who wants to come and play, you just come into the grotto. Um, the nice thing, because all these teams have a really vested interest in in everybody, you just walk into the ground and say, like, hey, show me around. And you've got... Because now that guys. is accessible. It's no longer closed off like it was. Right. Yeah. Time. I opened it up for... Once we launched franchises, we opened it up. So anybody right. can come in 
but, right. but that'll and you also you... have, I believe, like a beginner channel in there for people who first come in. Right, exactly. Yeah, you, you reading come everybody in, you making inside in jokes and don't know what the hell's going on, right? Yeah, we keep the grotto is is uh, the grotto is pretty raunchy, and so we keep that <laughs> to ourselves. And okay. That's down. There's only 170 members of the grotto, even okay. within the 600 and 700 people that are in in there. But but we but the grotto hangs out in the bleachers to help new people sort of right. get accustomed to it and so there will always be some sort of drop going on mm-hmm. i mean i i'll go isolate for two weeks here but the moment i come out of isolation I'll, I'll do a drop but um it's gonna be for people sort of in the project so in order to, mm-hmm. to participate you come into the grotto you hang out you get a sense and then you go out and buy some pieces on secondary yeah so mm-hmm. right right now we, we just ran numbers yesterday so if you talk about just the base cards, which are the, 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 the teams, the franchises, I minted 6,532 editions okay. that, that, that have survived. Many of those have been burned out. But there's right now there's 6,532. Only 188 are even listed for sale, which is like less than 2.5%. Wow. And some of those, 40-plus of them are listed at like fuck you prices of like you know right. $100,000 a piece, right? Just right. like, oh, I'll put it, you know. If you take those out, literally only two percent of my pieces are even on secondary. So, it's wow. a it's a wild, wild project. Um, That's but awesome. It's, it's a lot of fun. So anybody wants wow. to hang, we, we'd love to have you. But um, only come if you if you really want to find out about it because it's not for the casual. <laughs> well, hey, congratulations on all your success. It was fun to have a conversation with you and uh, talk to you about this very unique and interesting project and uh yeah well, i appreciate I, you i, I appreciate you having me upcoming and, uh, uh, i i really plans. like your show i, I just thank you put that out there I, you, it's um you're a great conversationalist so oh, i appreciate i that appreciate that right on well hey let's stay in touch yeah we will okay thanks okay. so much everybody right on take care thanks again for listening to the non-fungible podcast see you again soon